Meanwhile... Big Sam Hobday was a very important man in Helena, Montana Territory. He wanted to be even more important and insisted that I write about him. This is what I wrote. I am important and I have forgotten that you saved my life and now I'm better for it. Important man, mid valley. Let's go way out west. Important man, mutations. Part 7 Big Sam for Governor. Howdy out there. It's Mid-Valley Mutations on Sheena's Jungle Room. Part of the WFMU family of products. And, you know, we are returning to a subject near and dear to many a folks' heart. And that is the stories of the frontier gentlemen. Now, I met this uh, excellent person uh, traveling around out here in the Mid Valley. And uh, what can I say? Uh, he sat down and told us a, a few of his tales and Well, I was quite enamored with him and uh, almost everything that he had to say. And, well, certainly that is how uh, we became good friends. Now, if you've missed the previous installments of the Frontier Gentlemen's appearances on our program, please do not feel that you are going to be outside of... uh, the current narrative or that you uh, won't be able to follow uh, what's happening but the gentleman himself kind of fills you in on everything you need to know all you gotta do is sit back gather around the campfire here Cookie's gonna have something ready here in a momentarily and uh, yeah if anybody's got a flask they want to uh, send around the uh, the group that would be fantastic I, th- I think we're all kind of in the mood you know to enjoy ourselves and uh, see where the evening takes us the mid valley is a mighty huge and uh, expansive place where there are many stories and mysteries that I have yet to uncover and sticking around the Lava Lamp Lounge, uh, while, while quite enjoyable, uh, uh, certainly, uh, leaves me uh, wanting a little. And so Mitch and I decided to hop on trigger and uh, see what's on out here. That is essentially the gist of uh, how things are going this evening. And fortunately, we're already getting a bit of a crowd around the campfire. How, how's it going out there, Imaginos and uh, Chriso? And of course... The one and only Mr. Fab. Y'all are delightful. Please uh, stick around. Stay a spell. I, there may be some people lurking around the edges of the campfire. They'll come on over when they're ready. And if you're thinking, oh, hey, I might want to join that uh, camp chat fire, or whatever they call it, 
Why don't you go on and visit WFMU.org forward slash Sheena. They'll be able to hook you up with everything you need to know. Now, the Frontier Gentleman's got many stories to tell, and this one is uh, about Big Sam. Someone uh, you'll you'll get to know quite well here in a moment. But let's just say that... uh, I'm not too uh, too fond of that gent, and uh, if you see him around these parts, just let me know. But uh, you'll find out very quickly uh, what the what the deal is with Big Sam. It, it's Mid Valley Mutations here, Sheena's Jungle Room, and uh, this week we're going way out west. And I hope that you uh, please uh, join us. Now let's see, uh, where were we? I think uh, I think this is a. Uh, I think this is where we want to be. Mid-Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 7. Big Sam for Governor. I had been four days in Helena, the capital of Montana Territory. It fascinated me, this lusty city, which owed its very existence to the discovery of gold. It was the evening of that fourth day that I was made aware of the fact that my presence in Helena was a newsworthy event. I was eating my dinner in the Hotel Colorado. Uh, Mr. Kendall? Yes? Uh, the name's Coleman. I don't think we've met. Well, how do you do? I'm a manager of the hotel. Thought maybe you'd like to see this. Rocky Mountain Gazette. Oh? Uh, right there, see? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Correspondent for the London Times visits our fair city. Uh, that's you. Well, I wouldn't exactly say that... I got the whole that... story about you and the kid and them claim jumpers you brought in a few days back. <laughs> it has. You know, we're mighty proud to have a visitor from foreign shores with us, Mr. Kendall. Uh, anything I can do for you, you just sing out. Uh, that's very kind of you, Mr. Coleman. Uh, will you be uh, staying a while? Oh, no, no. No definite plans. I'd like to do one or two stories from here. Yeah, kind of put Helena on the map if you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might to mention my hotel while you're at it if it's not too much trouble. No, no trouble at all, Mr. Coleman. That's fine. I- I'm obliged to you. Much obliged. Now, you be sure... Something wrong? Those fellas just come in, walking over to the bar, Ed Jeffers and Tucson Willie, uh, Big Sam's boys. Big Sam? You've been here four days and you ain't here to Big Sam Hobby? Now, should I? He kind of runs things, him and his boys. Got mixed up with the vigilantes a few years back, and, and nobody figured yet which side he was on. But when the shooting was finished, Big Sam was top dog in these parts. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't met him. Guns, we would run with all our might 
push the king off to take the hill and to learn who is king and who makes the better serve. Between you and me, Mr. Kendall, he's not the kind of man we hey, want. Hey, you. You Kendall? Mm, yes, that's uh, right. <laughs> good evening, Ed. You shake uh, your hocks, Coleman. Me and Tucson here, we want words with this fellow. Uh, sure, sure, Ed. That's fine. Uh, see you later, Mr. Kendall. Uh, you, uh, you want to talk to me? It ain't us, Kendall. It's Big Sam. Really? Big Sam? Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> I haven't finished my dinner. Well, you finish it when you get back, huh? Come on. And I rather an aversion to cold steak. What's he talking about? Aversion? What's aversion? How come you ain't educated, Tucson? That, well, that just means you don't like it. Oh. Uh, would you like to go over to the bar until I'm finished? Then possibly we can talk about it. Mister, I guess you just didn't hear me right. Big Sam wants to see you now. Mm. Well, you tell Big Sam I'll see him. He can come to the hotel in the morning. Man, you should not even think like that, let alone talk it. Hey, mm -hmm. Tucson. This place is getting real fancy. Look here. They lay a cloth on the table for a man to eat off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I seen a fella do that once. He whooped the cloth off and not a dish was broke. It stayed right there on the table. I'm sorry you did that. Mister, you try and draw iron, I'm going to shoot you full of daylight. Uh, Tucson's got the drop on you, Kendall, for a fact. He's an awful fast gun. So I see. Hmm. This uh, friend of yours, Big Sam, he must be rather anxious to see me. Oh, sure. Big Sam just wants a nice, quiet talk. Ain't that so, Tucson? Yeah, yeah. So let's burn the breeze out of here. 
way the wind blows is a fine with me. Any way the wind blows, it don't matter to me. Loves me tenderly. Now my story can be told. Just how good she is to me. Yeah, she treats me like she loves me, and she never makes me cry. I'm gonna stick with her till the day I die. She's not like you, baby. She would never ever lie. Anyway, the wind blows. I was relieved of my gun and we left the hotel. I noticed that most of the men passing by gave my companions a hurried nod and a wide berth as we made our way down Main Street toward a saloon. It was called a Bonanza, and from the look of the business that was being transacted at both bar and gambling tables, the name was a fitting one. I was taken upstairs and shown into a quite gaudily furnished room. Sitting behind a table was one of the largest men I've ever seen, literally shoveling food into his mouth. Uh, lolling on a couch nearby, a woman of rather extraordinary proportions was sipping champagne. Oh, Kendall, you had your dinner? Well, I was having it. Uh, there was a slight interruption. What's the matter, you Jeffers? Ain't you got no manners? Well, it ain't our fault, Big Sam. He wasn't gonna come. That's right. We, we had to persuade him. All right, go on and get out. Grab a chair, Kendall. All right, Millie, get a plate. Give Mr. Kendall some of them lamb fries. Best dog on lamb fries you ever ate, Kendall. Go ahead, sit down. This here's Millie. Best looking gal this side of Chicago. Hi. How do you do? Uh, 
Tell you what I want to see you about, Kendall. I figured you want to write something about me in that London paper yarn. Here's your lamb fries, Mr. Uh, Kendall. Oh. Yes, uh, thank you, thank you. Champagne, Millie. I see the Rocky Mountain Gazette says you're in town, Kendall. That was a fine thing you done for that kid the other day. Fine thing, yeah. No good scissor bill claim jumpers got what they had coming. <laughs> Should have hung them, though. What'd he do? I ain't read the paper. Shut your mouth, Millie. Where's your champagne? Here's your champagne, Mr. Kendall. Thank you. Now go lie down and don't bother us. So like I say, Kendall, I'm a pretty big man in these parts, and I figure folks read your paper and want to know. Well, is there something particularly interesting about you? I mean, huh? aside from the fact that you own what is obviously a successful business. <laughs> hey, mister, this town only breathes when I tell it to. Ain't that so, Mel? Sure, that's right, Mr. Kendall. I got myself one of the biggest strikes in the country, taking out better than a million dollars. How's that? Congratulations. The saloon, that's just a sideline with me. Uh, I'm a man that's going a long way, Kendall.
write about me, it'll help. Savvy? In what way? Well, I've been thinking about going in for politics, maybe being governor. Now, a story about me written right, it look pretty good for folks here and in Washington reading what you say about me all the way over in England. Well, I, I'm afraid I couldn't be of much help. Why not? I don't write what people want me to write. I'll pay you a thousand. I don't think so. Thank you. Oh, sit down. You ain't even tasted your lamb fries. Some other time. Good night. Hi, Kendall. You going or staying, Big Sam? Staying. Well, now you go on back inside, huh? Tell you what, Kendall. I'll pay you $2,000. Easiest money you'll ever make. Sorry. Look, I'm being nice to you. I ain't used to people saying no to Big Sam. I'd say now's as good a time as any to start getting used to it. Mill, go to bed. I ain't sleepy. Get sleepy. Kendall and me want to be alone. Night. Good night. She's a good gal. All right, what's your proposition? Uh, I, I haven't got one. 2500 No. Listen, boy, I run, Helena. You do what I say. Or? Ain't no use us whittling, and I like you. Now, what do you want? A newspaper here in Helena? I'll buy you one. <laughs> You're wasting your time. Maybe you ain't hurt. It don't pay to get Big Sam Hobday on the prod. Uh, Hobday? I'm getting tired of this nonsense. You might as well get it through that skull of yours once and for all. I haven't any intention of writing a glorification of your political charms. Understand? Uh, and uh, I'm going to have to teach you why they call me Big Sam. Maybe, maybe understand now, huh? I have a, an overwhelming desire to see if that stomach of yours is as big a piece of blubber as I think it is. He must have weighed 280 pounds, but I found out very quickly that looks can be deceiving. There wasn't any fat on him. He was as hard as rock, and so were his fists. I vaguely remember getting in a beauty on his nose, and then something sloshed me over the left ear, and I was finished. Hey, you, Schnorrer and your Ford Explorer, you use more juice than Bora Bora. Your AC's running on overload, and as a matter of fact, you own the whole damn road. Well, if you're so rich, why aren't you smart? Your head's up your ass, and you talk when you fart. So give me liberty, or give me squat, but please give me more megawatts.
turn me down. Let me run my 52 inch TV. It's high resolution with filtered 3D. My robo mower is really sweet. One recharge gets you 3,000 feet. Air compressor and pocket PC. It's one of those new ones that plays MP3. Part 7. Big Sam for Governor. Well, howdy out there, folks. It's Mid-Valley Mutations. Here on Sheena's Jungle Room. Where somehow I seem to have messed up the playlist or something or other. And now the campfire chat's all cattywampus, and some folk are having trouble finding it. I, I do apologize. I, 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 I do not intend to make things difficult, but somehow uh, technology befuddles me, uh, and so uh, I do what I can to, um, to, 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 uh, to, to move forward. And uh, hopefully uh, everyone's finding everything okay, and, and we're all sorting it all out. But, you know, uh, that's neither here nor there. We, uh, we're uh, here uh, to listen to the Frontier Gentleman tell us some stories. 
And unfortunately, we got a, a, a doozy of a one right now. And we're, we're hearing about Big Sam for governor. A gentleman uh, I do not like. But certainly that is the way it is sometimes, uh, especially way out west when you're traveling around and you're sharing a campfire and you're trying to, well, enjoy yourself and then unfortunately uh, some folk come by and uh, ruin it for everyone. We do our best to be uh, uh, accepted and, and, and helpful and uh, whatnot, but some people take advantage and that is a sorry state of affairs. Now, you've been hearing all sorts of fun stuff. Hopefully, uh, you're able to see uh, the playlist and, 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 and find out about the things that I have been playing. Uh, but uh, certainly trying to find a little bit of a, a, a Western niche among some of these artists that uh, don't necessarily get known for being out West. And in some cases, just some songs that sounded good because uh, they was uh, sort of adjacent to the story at hand. But perhaps I've said too much. Thanks again, Imaginos, and uh, everyone else who's uh, joining us here in the chat. Uh, WR, who seems to have uh, helped out with... Uh, oh, hey there. Uh, some, some loud uh, action by the window. WR there, who's uh, helped with uh, keeping things straight so people can find us. Thank you very much. Ramen City Kid seems to be working late, and I do, uh, do not like uh, to hear such stories, but... Sometimes that is the way things go. So uh, hopefully we can provide a, a good soundtrack for you uh, while you're working hard. And, uh, and uh, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, uh, you know, Chris O is chiming in here. It says, sounds like it was not my fault, uh, which I do appreciate. Sometimes things are just glitchy, and that's uh, something I'm very familiar with. Well, uh, we will press forward nonetheless. And uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, uh, being patient. Uh, but the stories the Frontier Gentleman tells are always worth waiting for. Uh, that is what I have found. So uh, please uh, stick around. Uh, uh, we'll find out here how he gets out of this situation where he's captured, captured and beaten by the Big Sam himself. And, uh, no, he hasn't even finished his dinner. What is the Frontier Gentleman going to do? Just sit tight and you'll, you'll find out here soon enough. It's uh, Mid-Valley Mutations and uh, definitely want to uh, invite everyone in the chat for uh, uh, sitting around the campfire here and uh, hanging out for a spell because uh, I think you're going to enjoy this one. Oh, hey, and it looks like uh, David in California has also uh, joined us. Thank you so much. Uh, we definitely need to talk about some uh, Tom Lehrer. That is for sure. Anywho, so let's get a, let's get back into it. Uh, yeah, it's mid it's mid valley mutations, and every once in a while, it goes a little something like this. Mid valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part seven. Big Sam for governor. I woke up to find myself lying in a very large bed. The lady named Millie billowed over me, applying a wet cloth to my head. Behind her, I could see Big Sam Hobday. He had a fat lip and looked worried. Hey, you come out of it, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I have. I feel. I've got a headache. That Tucson, he could have killed you. 
Tucson. And it wasn't you? Ain't you never been pistol whipped? Him and Jeffers come busting in just when we was going good. Kendall, I sure do admire your punch. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to have a little talk with that gentleman. Oh, don't you worry none about that. I told him plenty. Yes, I'll bet that made an impression. Mill, go get Mr. Kendall some coffee. Sure. You just take it easy, Mr. Kendall. Millie will be right back with the coffee. Uh, sure glad to see you up. I uh, thought for a while you'd seen the pale horse. Uh, let's go into the other room. Uh, how about a drink? Name your poison. Uh, brandy? Sure. You're all right, Kendall. And when Big Sam says so, it means something. Now, I, I want to do something for you. Yeah, I think you've already done more than enough. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, you're all right. Yeah. You said a little drink? Hello, little drink. a summer pal now uh how about it how about what you writing a piece on me i thought we'd settle that 
We ain't settled nothing. Uh, must we go through it again? I told you, I write only the way I see things, not as you or anybody else wants me to. Then you, you ain't gonna do it? Oh, I'll send a story about all this, but I don't think you'll like it. But you're stubborn as a bobtail mule. No doubt. Now, if I can have my gun, please, I'd like to go back to the hotel. You ain't going nowhere, Kendall. I've been real friendly to you, and I asked you a favor, polite and nice, and you turned me down. Well, I ain't asking no more, I'm telling you. Big Sam wants you to write what he said to write. <laughs> yes. Well, you tell Big Sam there's not a chance. Jammers! Too short! That's the trouble with me. I get easy with folks like you, and they take the bit in their teeth. Something you want, Big Sam? Well, sure, there's something I want. How come you figure I call you? Now I'll get some writing paper, a quill and ink. Kendall here's going to work. Sure, sure, son. Tucson, you stay here. I'll be right back. How about you sit down, Kendall? <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's fine. Don't you do nothing to make me shoot you. Big Sam will be awful mad. Ooh, perish the thought. I dreamed last night I got on the boat to heaven And by some chance I had brought my dice along And there I stood And I hollered someone fade me But the passengers they knew right from wrong for the people all said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking a boat. People all said, sit down, sit down, you're rocking a boat. And the devil will drag you under by the sharp lapel of your checkered coat. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, you're rocking a boat. I sailed away on that little boat to heaven And by some chance found a bottle in my fist And there I stood nicely passing out the whiskey but the passengers were bound to resist For the people all said, beware, all said you're beware. on a heavenly trip beware. People all said, beware, all said beware. beware, you scuttle a ship And the devil will drag you under by the fancy tie round your wicked throat Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, you're rocking a boat and as I laughed at those passengers to heaven, <laughs> a great big wave came and washed me overboard. And as I sank and I hollered, someone save me. That's the moment I woke up. Thank the Lord. And I said to myself, sit down, sit down, you're rocking a boat. Said to myself, sit down, sit down, you're rocking a boat. The devil will drag you under with a soul so heavy you'd never float. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down you're rocking a boat. Sit down, you're rocking, sit down, sit down, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Here's your coffee, Mr. Kendall. Thank you, Millie. You sure are welcome. Tucson, how come you're holding a gun on Mr. Kendall? I'm watching him for Big Sam. Oh. You know, Mr. Kendall, you shouldn't ought to wrangle with Big Sam. He's a real loving man when you get to know him, that is. Why don't you do like he says, huh? 
It'd make him real happy to be a governor. But it would make me very unhappy. Oh. Tucson, put away that gun. Look at here now, Kendall. I brought Sheriff Downer. He just happened to be passing by. Hello, Sheriff. Mr. Kendall. Sure is nice seeing you again. You walked out so quick after bringing in them claim jumpers, I never did get a chance to properly thank you. Uh, Sheriff could tell you about me, Kendall. I could for a fact, Big Sam. Sheriff thinks I make a doggone good governor, don't you, Downer? Well, what I think ain't so much, Big Sam, it's the people that count. Hey, you see? Now, we all know what a fine thing it'd be if that London Times of yourn says a lot of purry English words about Big Sam Hobday. Just a point of information. Sheriff, are you aware that I am being held here against my will? Well, sure is. As a citizen, I've been keeping you for the sheriff because you disturbed the peace. <laughs> I disturbed the peace? That's right. I invited you up for a peaceable talk and you jumped me. And that's again the law in Helena. Ain't that right, Donner? If a man wants to bring a complaint, I guess it is. Now, I'm a fair man. Don't hold no grudges. As far as I can see, no harm done. So you write what I want, and I don't swear out no complaint. <laughs> you know, if I didn't have more respect for the people I've met in the territory, I'd do it. What does that mean? Uh, the answer is still no. Downer, take him over to the jail. Oh, now, I Sam... got my rights. I'm sorry, Mr. Campbell. No, it's all right. And while we're at it, I want to serve a counter-complaint against Big Sam. Same charge. If I go to jail, he goes too. We'll settle it in court. My word against his. Ain't a judge in town gonna believe you, Kendall. I'm Big Sam. I'll take the chance. You arrest me, Sheriff. You arrest him too. Yeah. He's in his rights, Sam. What do you mean in his rights? He ain't got no rights. You do like I say, Downer, we're getting a new sheriff. Got to uphold the law, Sam. If I take him, I got to take you. He's made a complaint. Donner, you get me hog wild. I'm mighty sorry, Sam. You gonna do like I say? Well, I, I can't. I swore to uphold the law. Took an You remember when I was swore in? I'm warning you, Donner. It don't make no difference. All right. I found paper. What's the matter with the sheriff? You and Tucson lay him on the bed inside. Mill, go take care of him. Come on. Felt like maybe I broke his jaw, poor fella. Now, Kendall, you see how it is around here. Why don't you just fall off and cool your saddle and write your piece? The boys will keep you company. Jevers? Yeah? I'm going downstairs for a while. You and Tucson keep an eye on things. Kendall, you have that finish when I get back, you hear? You heard what Big Sam told you? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, how's the sheriff? He's fine. Didn't break a thing. He'll be coming around. Now, you get going, huh? I'll put the paper and quill there on the table. I may need some help. What kind of help? Oh, things about Big Sam's background, his past. Well, Tucson here can tell you. He's been with him longer than me. Good. Good. Uh, 
Now, um, where was he born? Kansas, I guess. Near as I can remember. Uh, Kansas, huh? How old is he? Ed, how old is he? I don't know. Bill? He never said. What did he do before he came to Helena? Well, lots of things. Some maybe he wouldn't want you to write. <laughs> Helpful. I'll just use my imagination. Je m'imagine ton enfance Avec tes grands yeux étonnés Oh comme j'envie ce que la chance A fait grandir à tes côtés J'aurais tant voulu te connaître Depuis des années, des années Tu serais devenu mon maître Moi, ton esclave passionné J'aurais aimé vivre dans l'ombre Au moindre souffle intervenir Pour éclairer tes heures sombres Faire partie de tes souvenirs Mais parle-moi de ta jeunesse Que je veux suivre pas à pas Dans tes plaisirs, dans tes tristesses Dans tes souciés, dans tes joies Si tu savais comme je veux boire Les mots de ta bouche adorés Tu me raconterais des histoires Sans jamais vouloir t'arrêter Tu me dis que ta vie commence Depuis que tu m'as rencontré Et que jamais tu ne repenses Aux événements de ton passé Répète encore pour moi ces choses Qui pénètrent au fond de mon cœur Oh mon amour redis ces choses Ces choses qui ressemblent au bonheur C'est vrai que là dans ta tête Rien d'autre ne te fait envie Et que jamais tu ne regrettes D'être mon homme Pour la vie I began to write Flowery, revolting nonsense. Tucson came closer, leaning over my shoulder. From time to time, I asked him a question. I knew if I could take him off guard for just a moment, it would give me a chance to get his gun. I had filled almost two pages when the time came. Well, now, what do you think of this, Tucson? Montana Territory, the flower of manhood has reached its uh, perfection. That's right. That's right. 
in the mining town of Helen. I refer to a stal... Stalwart. Stalwart citizen who bears and with good reason... Put your hands high over your head, Jeffers. Ah. I'll take your gun if you don't mind. Another patient for you, Florence Nightingale. Pick him up, Jeffers. Take him in there. Kendall, Big Sam ain't gonna like this. I have an idea there'll be quite a few things Big Sam won't like. This is the least of them. Move over, Sheriff, honey. You got company. I'm all right. Let me up. Millie, you souse him with water. Get him awake. I'm arresting him. And you, Jeffers, Big Sam, too. Mr. Kendall, I'll ask you to be a witness at the trial. My pleasure, Sheriff. Hey, now, you, you can't arrest Big Sam. Listen, boy, maybe I ain't the best sheriff in the country, but there ain't a man alive gonna bust me in the jaw and get away with it. Oh, he didn't mean nothing, Sheriff. He's just a big, playful puppy. Kendall! Tucson! Jeffers! Shall we break the news to the playful puppy? Sam? I'm arresting you for doing me a bodily harm. You're fired, Donner. I'm firing you right now. Roll your blankets and pull freight out of here. We'll let the judge decide that.
the judge did decide, strangely enough, against Big Sam and his boys. Seven days in jail and $200 fine. It was a small thing, but it broke Sam Hobday's hold on Helena. The whole town stood against him, and he knew it. I sent the story off to the Times, but I don't think that it will improve Big Sam's chances for governorship of Montana Territory. Go way out west. Mutations. Part eight. The actress. Well, thanks for joining us here. It's Mid Valley Mutations on Sheena's Jungle Room. One of the WFMU family of products. Having a tiny little bit of a technical glitch here. I think uh, 
It's not my fault, but, you know, sometimes when you go way out west, unexpected things do occur. And how'd you like that story there about, uh, old Big Sam? Certainly, I do appreciate that he got what he deserved, but unfortunately, fiction is not really like real life, in that occasionally, those who deserve it do not get their comeuppance. Especially those with political aspirations. And so I, I, do, I do find that story a, a, a bit of a fantasy that the frontier gentleman tells, but nevertheless... I, I do appreciate his stories. Now, we, we got a, a slightly diminished uh, crowd here tonight around the campfire, uh, and certainly uh, I just had me a delightful bowl of grub. Thank you, Cookie. Uh, so uh, I think I'm ready to sit around and have a drink, but it uh, looks like Heather made it. How, how, how's it going out there? And uh, David in California, thank you very much for sitting around. I, I do, uh, I do like that you know somebody who is working on guys and dolls because I find those songs absolutely delightful, and uh, that is exactly the kind of thing I am into. Too bad I can't go and see it, but I would love to see a production of Guys and Dolls someday, and I, I think I am going to put that on my bucket list. Just going to have to shave and uh, clean up and uh, rent me some clothes that are not from the Old West. But I think I could do this. And uh, I clean up real nice for for uh, one of those singing and dancing uh, get-togethers. We've been hearing all sorts of fun stuff in the first section of the program. Uh, but uh, we're going to change pace here a tiny bit. Uh, because uh, you know, that story about Big Sam certainly uh, left a bad taste in my mouth. Would be nice to hear something else, a little something about maybe an actress who's uh, putting on a fine show. Uh, that wouldn't be something now, would it? Would it? Would it? It would definitely be a little entertaining. Hopefully, the story does not take any turns unexpectedly anywhere. Thank you very much, everyone, for uh, popping into uh, the Mid Valley Mutations uh, 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 chat fire. Now, uh, uh, unfortunately, like I said, we're having some sort of technical difficulties. But if you found us, uh, if you're listening somehow, uh, I think uh, you'll know uh, what to do next, and that is what is uh, very important: uh, getting together, listening to some radio, sitting around the campfire, hoping that uh, nobody catches us when we uh, start telling some slightly blue stories. <laughs> Maybe I'll finally put on that Red Fox album I've been hiding. Anyway, uh, no, that's neither here nor there. It's uh, Mid-Valley Mutations uh, uh, getting ready to do another uh, tale uh, from the Frontier Gentleman. Now, uh, uh, sit back, enjoy. Uh, This one is definitely a doozy. It's uh, Sheena's Jungle Room. WFMU. The place you want to be on a Monday, Tuesday... Just about any other day of the week, come to think of it. Their programming is second to none, and uh, I certainly do get a kick out of it. Now, where were we? Oh, yeah. Starting anew. This way. 
It's amazing what a man will do to himself over a woman. And still more amazing what a woman will do to herself over a man. This story happened in Virginia City, Montana Territory.
Virginia City, Montana Territory, was particularly noted for three things. It's gold, Henry Plummer and his band of outlaws, and the vigilantes. The vigilantes disposed of the plumbers and were replaced by a more lawful authority, so that by the time I arrived, only the gold remained, and of course those who sought it, the miners. They filled the town day and night, spending their hard or easily won money in saloons, gambling houses, and hurdy-gurdy establishments. I was attracted to one of these on the night of my second day in Virginia City. It was a brilliantly lit saloon called Skinner's, and outside was a large sign proclaiming the appearance of Miss Eulalia Robinson. I went inside. Kindly refrain from shooting six guns in the establishment Because the next man that does it is going to get thrown out on his saddle With your kind permission I have the honor of presenting the world famous actress Miss Eulalia Robinson She has appeared before the crown heads of Europe and honors us with a presence tonight by a special appointment to Her Majesty, the Queen of England. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Henry Irvin's leading lady, Miss Eulalia Robinson. <laughs> recitation, Miss Robinson will give us a scene from William Shakespeare's play, Romeo and Juliet.
Thou knowest the mask of night is on my face. Else would a maiden blush be paint my cheek. For that which thou hast heard me speak tonight, fain would I dwell on form. She was in her late thirties, not a good actress, not even beautiful, but her manner, the dignity of carriage, created an illusion of beauty which captivated her audience. She remained on the stage for a solid hour, and by the time she was finished, I could see that every man in that saloon was completely taken by her, and more than one imagined himself to be hopelessly in love. I call a woman. Hey, where are you going? I want to meet her. Who do? Hey, partner, wait for me. <laughs> Mr. Skinner? Yeah? My name is Kendall. What? Uh, Kendall. Kendall? Yes, that's right. I'd like to meet Miss Robinson. Yeah, you and a hundred more. He'll tear the place down. Now, I'm a correspondent for the London Times, a uh, newspaper. Newspaper man? Yes. Uh, sure, come on. Duck under here. How'd you like it? That's real culture, huh? Uh, she's... Quite a success. Yeah, she sure is. What, uh, what paper did you say you write for? London Times. Was well, that so? Well, Miss Robinson will get a kick out of that. You and her both coming from England. Yes? Come in. Oh, that was just fine, Miss Robinson. Real fine. Say, this is Mr. Kendall. He writes on the London Times. Mr. Kendall. How do you do? May I present my business associate, Mr. Grimes? How are you, Mr. Grimes? I guess you folks have plenty to talk about. I'll go on back and get the boys quieted down. Virginia City never heard anything like you gave us tonight, Miss Robinson. Oh, thank you, Mr. Skinner. Not at all. I'll see you later. Well, won't you sit down, Mr. Kendall? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Kendall, you got uh, identification or something? Proving you're a correspondent? Uh, not on me, no. I don't think it really matters, Well, James. it does to me. You know what I mean, Kendall. Miss Robinson is popular. A lot of fellas like to come busting in and make any excuse, you know what I mean. I gotta watch out for her interests. I understand. And she's kind of tired right now. Why don't you let her go till tomorrow? If you would rather, Miss Robinson? No, not at all. I'd rather enjoy being interviewed tonight. And I say it's not a good idea. You're being extremely rude, James. Perhaps you'd care to take supper with me, Mr. Kendall? Why, well, I'd be delighted. No. No? No, no, she's not gone. I hope you'll forgive me, Mr. Kendall. He thinks that every man who looks at me is thinking dire and dreadful thoughts. <laughs> My intentions are completely honorable, Mr. Grimes. Lately. I don't want I... to discuss it anymore, James. Now, both of you, please wait outside. I must change my clothes. I shan't be a moment, Mr. Kendall. Uh, listen, Kendall... I'm sorry I acted the way I did, but if I don't keep an eye on her, nobody's going to. You know what I mean? I think so. I mean, nothing personal, but uh, as her business manager, I've got to take care of things. Now, she gets awful tired traveling around this way. Best thing for her right now is to go back to the hotel and get some sleep. As a business manager, Mr. Grimes, I should think you'd be happy to have a newspaper interview. Oh, sure, sure I am. But you know how these actresses are. They're like kids. They don't even know what's good for them. I hadn't been aware. Well, take my word for it. So you go on ahead, and I'll, I'll tell her you see her tomorrow. Under the circumstances, I'm afraid she'd think it was rather impolite, don't you? 
Uh, why not wait until she comes out? Well, all right, we'll make it tonight. A nice quiet supper at the hotel, three of us. Mr. Grimes, I get the distinct impression that for some reason or other you don't want me to be alone with Miss Robinson. Am I right? I'm her business manager, so you said. and she doesn't talk to anyone unless I'm around. Strange, I got the impression that she didn't want you around. I don't care what you think. I'm coming along. If you don't like it, no interview. There! That didn't take long, did it? Are we ready, Mr. Kendall? Yes. Laylee, you're going back to the hotel. Good night, James. I'll see you in the morning. My baby walking with another man today. Well, I saw my baby walking with another man today. When I asked her what's the matter, this is what I heard her say. See you later, alligator. After one clock it out. See you later, alligator. After one clock it out. street to the hotel. She talked about some of her experiences in the territory, rather nervously, I thought, seeming almost deliberately to avoid her background of successes in England. I ordered champagne with dinner, and I could see that rather than making her feel more at ease, the drink only increased her anxiety. I'm afraid that James is right, Mr. Kendall. I must be tired. The champagne makes me feel quite giddy, but I will have just a tiny drop more. Of course. 
You know, James is very angry with me. <laughs> I gather that. He's a jealous man. You wouldn't think so, would you? But he is. I don't think I blame him. He has no reason to be. We're only business associates. It's not as though we were married or anything. James doesn't believe in marriage. He says it deadens one. Do you think so? I don't know. I've never been married. My work hasn't allowed for it. Did you meet Grimes in England? Oh, no. No, that was in Boston. He saw me perform and asked to represent my interests. I see. Oh, he'll be very angry about this. Me being with you tonight. May I ask you something? Please. Why are you afraid of him? Afraid? Oh, afraid of James? How utterly ridiculous. Does it show so very clearly? Yes. May I have some more champagne? You know I'm not English, don't you? Yes. I never played with Henry Irving. Never saw England. Never did any of the things they say I did. I didn't think so. By appointment to Her Majesty. James thought that sounded fine. He took it from a bottle of Scotch whiskey. Do you know what I am, Mr. Kendall? I'm a liar. My whole life is a lie. I'm not even a good actress. I was completely charmed by your performance. How sweet. How gentlemanly and nice you are. Mr. Kendall, you're terribly attractive. You're the most attractive man I've ever ever met. No. No, that's not true. My husband was the most attractive man. You see, I lied about that too. You are married. I was. James is always afraid I'll tell someone. Why? Well, the, the marriage didn't end very nicely. Why do you tell me <laughs> Too much champagne. Mm, I don't think so. I'm tired then. I wish I could cry. Do you know, Mr. Kendall? I haven't been able to cry for three years. And there are so many tears. The shots had come from outside. Just for a moment, I saw a shadowy figure at the broken window, then it was gone in the night. Miss Robinson was lying on the floor. A thin line of blood ran from the corner of her mouth. She was unconscious. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white He would always win the fight Bang, bang, he shot me down Bang, bang, I hit the ground Bang, bang, that awful sound Bang, bang, my baby shot me down C 
Jeans came and changed the time When I grew up I called him mine He would always laugh and say Remember when we used to play Bang, bang I shot you down, bang, bang You hit the ground, bang, bang That awful sound Bang, bang I used to shoot you Music played and people sang Just for me the church bells rang Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 8. The Actress. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you kindly for joining Midvalley Mutations here on Sheena's Jungle Room. Part of the WFMU family of products. And we got a fun show here tonight. We're getting back to the tales of the frontier gentleman, uh, a friend of ours who we encounter every once in a while when we go way out west. Mitch and I, we hop on a trigger and we uh, decide to see what's out there and look around, enjoy the sights, do a little camping, and when possible, listening to Edith Piaf and Nancy Sinatra. True story, I was camping one day listening to a little bit of Edith Piaf and I got a strange look from somebody who wandered past our campsite. And I have to wonder what they thought of her music. Because I quite enjoy it myself. We got a few uh, new friends joining us here. Thanks, everybody, for dropping by the campfire and uh, sitting around for a spell. Make sure to enjoy that uh, little uh, canteen that uh, Heather's uh, passing around with all the moonshine in it. And uh, I think there's still a little bit of grub in the in the uh, pot over there that Cookie uh, fixed up, so uh, uh, dig on in. And uh, we got, a, oh, the Ramen City Kid, Jeff Yu and Mr. X have all uh, kind of wandered on over. WR seems to be uh, putting up some torches and uh, letting people know how to get on over here. And I, I do appreciate that work very much. I, I'm going to be uh, adding a little something extra to your paycheck at the end of the month, WR. And I do hope you appreciate that. 
and uh, let's see here. Well, you know, th- this is uh, becoming quite a, 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 a unusual tale here uh, of this actress and a, a shootout and uh, the frontier gentleman's in the middle of it. Does not look good for uh, a number of folk. Uh, let's uh, hope that uh, whatever actually went down, the truth will out itself eventually and justice will find a way. Let's hope, anyway. At least when we hear these stories from the frontier gentlemen, we do like to be fooled by the wonderful idea that things work out, rather than the uh, terrible notion that, like in real life, things could just go completely cockeyed. Now, let's see here. Uh, certainly, uh, doing a Western motif is quite fun, and we get to play all sorts of fun music. But coming up here, we're going to get to a few tunes that, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to find a place for them. And fortunately, in this particular setting, they fit right in. It's Mid-Valley Mutations here on Sheena's Jungle Room having us a wonderful time on a Tuesday night. I say this quite often, but this is my, my social hour, my get-together, my, my, my time spent with friends. And so I do uh, uh, kindly uh, appreciate everybody dropping by. I do appreciate all the, the nice words and the, uh, the friendly commentary. And I do hope that uh, one of these songs somewhere tickles your fancy and touches your heart in a way that is uh, certainly appealing and uh, improves your evening. Anywho, let's get back to the tales here. Uh, There's a a, a mystery to solve and uh, hopefully justice to be brought. It's Mid-Valley Mutations with more tales from the frontier gentleman. The kindly gentleman around our campfire who uh, lets us know what it's like to be an English folk here among the Americans. Mid-Valley. Let's go way out west. Mutations. Part 8. The Actress. I just heard. Who did it? I'm not sure, Mr. Skinner. Doctor's on his way. Ought to be here in a few minutes. Oh, she doesn't look good. I think the bleeding stopped boys down in the saloon are mad. Words got around here in a lynching mood. Sheriff's trying to ease him down. And Mr. Skinner, was... Was Mr. Grimes there? I didn't see him. Uh, I just wondered. I guess he ought to be told. He's staying down at the Nugget Hotel. Yes, it might be a good idea. Well, I, I'll go on down myself. Now, listen, Mr. Kendall. If there's anything she needs, you sing out. Anything at all. One of my boys will be outside. You just say the word. Right. I'll be back. What a strange feeling. Miss Robinson? No pain at all. I've always thought there would be. The doctor is coming. I don't really mind, you know. Don't talk. Funny. I never believed him. He always threatened to do something like this. Dr. Todd, where's the wound, please? Oh. Mm. Uh, Kindly wait outside, sir. Yes, I'm Dave. Skinner told me to wait. What's the doc say? 
nothing yet. I'd sure like to get my hands on that feller done it. Yeah, I imagine a lot of us would. She's a lady, a fine lady. Not like them hurdy-gurdies around here. It don't matter if one of them stops a piece of lead. She real bad hurt? Pretty bad. You figure it was some crazy liquored up son of a gun, don't you? I, I don't know if he was drunk or not. I mean the fellas would come to see how the lady is. We don't know yet. There's more downstairs. We just wanted to know we're going to get the son of a gun to dry gulster. Doc Todd come yet? He's in there now. Well, you give him this. There's $300 of better gold dust than that. You tell Doc he pulls her through, he'll get another like it. The boys wanted to know they're with her. Sure do. I'll tell her. You do that. I got a couple of dollars. That goes for me, too. Give it to the doc. I will. I can't operate yet. She's lost too much blood. She's gonna be all right, huh, doc? Don't ask fool questions, boy. I'm not God. Right now, she's asleep. Well, you're... You're Kendall, aren't you? Yes. Lucky for her you were around. If she lost any more blood, she'd be dead. Well, you might as well get some shut-eye. I'll stay with her. I left the hotel and went out into the street. There were 50 or 60 men standing about, quietly waiting. I told them all that I knew. Then I saw Mr. Skinner hurrying up. He motioned to me, and we walked away from the crowd. Grimes, couldn't find him. Oh? Hotel clerk said he hadn't seen him all night. Now, I've been thinking, is there something wrong between these two? I heard arguing this afternoon in her dressing room over at the saloon. I didn't think anything of it then, but with this... I think we'd better find him, Mr. Skinner. He did it? I don't know, but it's possible. I'll get some of the boys. Uh, no. What's the matter? Are you a friend of his? You trying to protect him? Neither one, but all they need is an excuse. If they even suspect someone, they'll hang him. I prefer things more legal. He's a killer. We've handled that kind before in Virginia City. Miss Robinson is not dead. Now, what I suggest is that you talk to some of the men who aren't likely to take matters into their own hands. Tell them we're trying to find Grimes. If he doesn't know what's happened to Miss Robinson, they can bring him back here. Then what? We'll let the sheriff handle it. All right. But I'll tell you, Kendall, if he puts up a fight, I want to be there. It'll be a pleasure to shoot him. The search began. At first, only a handful picked by Skinner knew what they were looking for. But the word spread, and with it, rumor. Grimes was the man. Grimes had done it. In an hour, every man who knew or cared about what had happened was a hunter. The quarry, innocent or guilty, was James Grimes. And it was obvious that if found, he'd have very little chance of standing trial. The Hunter. I'd like to tell you a story about this hunter from the East who came out here to shoot an elk if he ever saw the beast. He had real good hunting clothes. He had guns galore. He wasn't a real rich man, but neither was he poor. He said he'd never hunted before, 
but he sure used his brain. On account of the gas shortage, he'd come out on a train. He'd been four days on the road. He rode the Amtrak. But he said he'd guessed he'd go some other way when he went back. A lot of things he'd learned that he'd never knew. He'd spent half of the time in the sidings waiting for the freights to go through. He came into our hunting camp, soaked to the hide. Said he'd like to hunt by himself. He didn't need a guide. One guy thought he'd have some fun, and before anyone could speak, he pointed up at Great Northern Mountain, said they're up there on that peak. Well, now everybody knows that Great Northern is bald as it can be. Up there on the top, there isn't even a tree. Well, he climbed up all that day, and he was about to drop. When he finally reached his summit, he realized he was on top. He tried to get a little sleep, but no sleep would come. It was awful cold up there, and he was just plain numb. Next morning, just at daylight, to his great surprise, there stood a big bull elk right before his eyes. He raised his gun and fired. That elk fell to its knees. It was turning colder, and it was quite a breeze. While dressing out that elk, he warmed his hands inside, and he admired that rack of horns. It gave him great pride. He finally got the elk dressed out, and it took an hour at least. And being awful cold. He crawled inside the beast. Well, he soon fell fast asleep. For how long he never knew. When he woke up, that elk had froze up tight, as it was bound to do. What a predicament he was in! That was plain to see. He couldn't raise an arm, or he couldn't bend a knee. What in the world was he gonna do? He was a goner, sure as sin. He got to thinking of his family and of his other kin, and he thought of all the bad things he'd done in his short life, of how he'd helped on politicians' campaigns, and it hurt him like a knife. He thought of some of the men he'd helped put in office. It made his eyes blink. If it hadn't been for that, he'd be there yet. I think. Now some may not believe this. I know your heart will depend. But that man just shriveled right up and crawled out through the rear end. At about three o'clock in the morning, I returned to Miss Robinson's room. Any change, Doctor? No, 
they get the fellow that did it? Not yet. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? How come a man would want to kill a woman like this? She's the way I remember a woman should be. Why don't you get a cup of coffee, Doctor? I'll stay with her until you come back. I think I will. Stretch my legs a minute. a little worse for wear, Grimes. Well, they're after me. They're trying to kill me. Any reason why they shouldn't? Is she dead? No. I warned her. I've been warning her what had happened. Put away the gun. And get myself killed? You'll be safer with me than the mob outside. You! You're the trouble. The reason for everything. It's been men like you everywhere we go. Every town she has to find someone. I warned her. I told her I wasn't going to stand it any longer. Well, I heard a different reason. A different reason. What did she tell you? About her husband. An unhappy marriage. She said that? Told you about her husband? Yes. You want to know what really happened? She had a husband, all right. In Boston. I didn't know it at the time. I met her. I fell in love. She went away with me. After we were married, she told me. She... She is your wife? Surprising. Look at her. It's another one of her little ways. She thinks it's better if people don't know. She thinks I don't know why she wants it that way. I guess you could say we killed her husband. He committed suicide after she left him. Oh, you don't know. You don't know what it's been like. But I told her what I'd do if she went after another man. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter anymore. I hope she dies. Then I won't have to feel these things. If she dies, they'll hang you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. James? Laley. I'm sorry, Laley. Such a jealous boy. I never meant anything. Don't, don't, Laylee. I like to flirt. That's all. A woman likes to flirt. It doesn't mean anything. Mr. Kendall knows that. Can't you stop acting? Even now, can't you stop? Listen to him, Mr. Kendall. Has he been telling you what a terrible woman I am? I suppose it's true. But you're not much of a man, James. Really? You don't have to listen to this crime. Turn outside. No, no, you don't. Give me the gun. Give me the gun. Lady. Lady. She's dead. me my gun. I can't. You'll get a trial. Perhaps they'll understand. There'll be no trial. No, Grimes. Come back. Grimes. Grimes!
I think I was rather glad I hadn't stopped Grimes when he went through the window. They killed him. But in this case, perhaps it was better than a public trial and hanging. What's that I hear at 12 o'clock in the daytime? Church bells ringing? Oh, man, you know church bells ringing 12 o'clock in the day. Don't tell me somebody must be dead. Ain't nobody dead. Somebody must be dead drunk. Don't tell me. I think it's a funeral. Hey, look here. I believe I do hear a funeral. I believe I hear that trombone That's the end of uh, the Frontier Gentleman's Tales this week. And uh, it's probably time for us to wrap things up here. 
fairly soon. Although I feel like uh, this show is going to be a tiny bit short this week, and I, I did not intend for that, but uh, some something happened, and uh, well, apparently that's uh, that's how things work. Well, I'm going to try to pad things out a tiny bit here, and we'll get to our ending here momentarily, and then uh, who knows? Maybe I'll throw another song on before uh, I gotta say goodbye. Or maybe things will time out just right and I'm paranoid for some dumb reason. Who knows? Feel like I worked this all out beforehand, but then in the moment I sometimes forget. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's Mid-Valley Mutations wrapping things up as well. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we, we, we had a pretty good crowd here today in spite of the technical glitches getting in the way. Mr. X and Arvo Zylo, WR, and uh, all sorts of folk. Ramen City Kid taking a time out from his work that he was diligently doing while he was listening to let us know about a cover of Bang Bang that we need to track down. Just goes to show that some jobs are important, some comments are more important. Jeff, you, Heather, lurking around, all sorts of fun people and hanging out. It's, it's, been, it's been a blast, and I certainly appreciate everybody taking the time out of their day to spend a little bit of it with me. Certainly warms most of the region, regions of my heart, uh, except for the, the b- more blackened ones. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, we got more tales from the Frontier Gentlemen coming. You know, we had a little bit of a, a challenge for a while there, uh, getting the, to the Frontier Gentlemen. Just a lot going on around the, in the Mid Valley and in the Off Lamp Lounge. And I, 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 I do think we got one more hiccup we're going to have to toss in as soon as that Mike Watt interview is ready. Because uh, I do think you'll want to hear our conversation about his career. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, we will. We, pretty much got a frontier gentleman on our on our minds for for the foreseeable future i i do agree with you david in california john danner does a excellent job of, of playing uh kendall um even though he does not sound a a, a lick of english <laughs> I, I i sometimes feel like they're uh, poking fun at that now and again Every once in a while, the Frontier Gentleman seems to challenge someone else's Englishness, as he did in this uh, very episode. And uh, I think that's a little bit of a dig at the at the performer, who is not very English himself. <clears throat> yeah, thanks for the backing uh, information about the, the track, uh, um... Everett Kelch, I did not re- realize, was the, the poet on that uh, poem, but uh, 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 he does have a little bit of Robert Service uh, sort of um, cadence to the uh, the poem's form. Uh, if you're not familiar with Robert Service, uh, 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 certainly a sort of a frontier poet uh, himself who uh, went up uh, the uh, Yukon Way and wrote a lot of uh, gold mining and uh, other such poetry. 
yeah, you know, uh, good stuff. Good stuff for sure. Thanks again, everybody else. Uh, this has been a, a, a wonderful time, and I do appreciate uh, uh, hanging out with everyone on uh, Tuesday night. But uh, uh, it, as they do say, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the campfire does need to be tended to. Uh, Got to do a little bit of cleanup over there with those pots and pans from dinner. Uh, I'll probably have me another drink here and uh, whatnot, but uh, thanks a ton. Tuesdays would be blues days without you. Uh, let's uh, close things up here. Uh, uh, thanks again, everybody. Uh, be seeing you. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Jeanette Nolan, Lawrence Dobkin, Harry Bartell, and Junius Matthews. Music was composed by Jerry Goldsmith and conducted by Wilbur Hatt. Join us again for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. Johnny Jacobs speaking.
night is too long. Anchor and heartache, afraid of the dawn. No one changes the truth. Little too much and now I'm 
conductors, Cowboy Curtis, giving Roy and Dale the slip. My CTA pass expired and I've got a double shift. Am I on the Ponderosa, sold by Lightning Jim? It feels grim. Drive. 